everyone. It's Wendy 2.0 and it's season two of the Passion Project podcast. For those of you who followed season one, thank you so much for your support. If you're new here, welcome aboard. Be sure to check back through season one to find out what you missed. While you're here, be sure to do all the good social media things like follow, share, leave us some positive comments. We'd love to hear from you and be sure to tell your friends. I really appreciate your support. If you're passionate about anything holistic, spiritual, or mindset related, I'd love to have you join me. Or if you have a topic that you would like to hear more about, let me know. You can reach out to me by email at wendysworldofwellness at gmail.com. And that's W-E-N-D-E-S-W-O-R-L-D-O-F-W-E. L-L-N-E-S-S at gmail.com. Remember, it's Wendy with an E. If you put a Y in there, it's not going to reach me. Now that all that good introductory stuff is out of the way, let's join today's Passion Project podcast guest. Enjoy. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to Wendy 2.0, where everything you receive is real, raw, and authentic. Welcome to season two. Happy New Year. Thank you for being here and continuing to follow and support my podcast. If you've been following along, that you know that today we are going to have Kelly Free on. We are going to talk about intermittent fasting. But unfortunately, Kelly got COVID over Christmas and is still really sick. So she will be coming on later this month when she is feeling more up to it. My buddy, my bestie, Lisa from Moon Over Pisces has been wonderful. And she was happy to step in today to talk to you about what a healer does during the day. And just so you know, I'm here in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Lisa's in Ontario. It is beautiful in Ontario. It is minus yes. 43 with the wind chill here in Calgary. That would be in Celsius for those of you that are not uh, on the metric system. So it is really cold. It is really bright today, but it is really, really cold. So Lisa and I have worked together. We have the Divine Feminine Pathway coaching program. We also have a group on Facebook called the Divine Feminine Pathway, where we talk about spirituality. We talk about astrology. We talk about the Divine Feminine. We'd love it if you would come and join us. But first of all, I would like to say, hi, Lisa. Thank you for being my first guest in 2022. I am so glad to have you here. And I'm so grateful that you always have a wonderful topic to talk about. So happy new year. Welcome to the podcast. Happy new year to everyone and to you as well. It's it's really good to be here again. Um, I always have so much fun when we do these. So of course, every time you're like, I need help. Here I am because you know, as a healer, that's what we do. Um, but also, it's about saying yes to things that excite you. And when I was uh, talking to you yesterday and you asked me, hey, do you have time to do this? I said, yes, let's do this because I got really excited. And, uh, you know, even though we weren't really sure what we were going to talk about at first, when this idea popped up, I just went, yes, 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 we need to talk about this. Because so often as a healer, um, people are like, well, what do you do with your time? How do you, you know, how do you create income? How do you live your life? And I thought, what a great opportunity to just talk about it. Because so often people think we are weird. <laughs> well, we are kind of weird, but we're weird because society programs us to believe that the spiritual is not something that is within us. It's something without us, right? It's outside of us. So yeah. When those of us step into our spirituality and understand that it's one of the four pillars, physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual, and we start embodying the spiritual, people think we're weird. They call it woo-woo. I hate that term. I hate that term. I hate that term. Can I just say how much I hate that term? It is not woo-woo. It is not woo. It is not <laughs> out there. It is part of who you are. And they have programmed you to believe that it is something that is only for special people. It is not. So mm -hmm. I need to hop in here because I could go off on an entire rant about that. <laughs> I agree. I could go on a, on a rant about it too. My first husband, uh, when I first joined a mediumship group, because that's how I started my journey. 
um, I think I've said this before, I started my journey thinking I was going to be the next Sylvia Brown or Teresa Caputo, you know? No. Don't we all? Not. Oh, I think we do. Um, <laughs> and he would be like, oh, you're going to go off and do your voodoo again. Sure. If, if, if that's what you think. My first husband called it my hoodoo voodoo shit. I can't believe that your first husband said the same thing. Like, exactly. What is wrong with everybody? It is not hoodoo voodoo anything. Nope. It is part and parcel of who we are and how our souls communicate and function in this world. That is exactly it. And not that there's anything wrong with people who do practice voodoo because it is a legitimate, uh, I believe it falls under religion. Um, and, and, and they do their thing too. And it, and I think that anything that you practice that brings you closer to your soul is really important in your life. Uh, you know, myself <clears throat> growing up in a home where religion, Christianity was the main focus. And then, uh, you know, when I was a little bit older, I, I moved from my father's house to my mother's house and the focus became more occult. And so as I grew up and in my twenties, you know, you're searching for that meaning you're searching for that. Um, you know what there's more to life. There has to be more to life than what I'm seeing every day. And, you know, not everybody does that as young as I did. Um, so I got back into, uh, the local church where I lived and, uh, you know, I thought, okay, I'm starting to find this sense of community. My kids started going to Sunday school and VBS and those kinds of things. Right. And as I got into it, I realized like, this really isn't for me. So I pulled back again and I, I, I realize now after 12 years of really following this particular spiritual path where it's all about, you know, what's coming from your heart um, and, you know, how you can connect to the universe. I stepped into the spiritualist church. Now, people might not be familiar with that, but if you go back and look at where the origins of the spiritualist church uh, look up like the Fox sisters. Um, personally, I kind of think they were fakes, but that was, you know, really in the long run, though, what they did was they gave people that stepping stone to kind of marry Christianity and, and being able to speak to the other side. But even that wasn't good enough for me uh, because I really actually renounced my belief in God for a long time. I was like, nah, God's not real. It's, it's, it's something completely different. I think different. we all do it. And I've read yeah. in the last couple of years, it came up somewhere that all of us, somewhere around the age of 10, every one of us renounces God. I remember doing it myself. So yep. it, this is very common for those of us that come here and are on a spiritual path from the day that we we're born is we renounce yep. God because we're like, you put me in this horrible situation. You're not getting me out of this horrible situation. So you can't really exist anymore. Yeah. I was a little bit mad. older. We get mad. Oh yeah. I was a little bit older. I think I was about 14 or 15. Um, got in a lot of trouble in English class. Cause I turned in a paper where I said that uh, we were all an alien experiment <laughs> in the long run. I really think I got a bad grade on that because I didn't have a lot enough evidence to back up my, uh, my position, which great one, whatever, but. But back <laughs> then we didn't have all the information no. available to us that we have now. I mean, we could go on a million different conversations about that, but back when we were kids, like I was a kid in the seventies and the eighties and Lisa's only a little bit behind me. We didn't have the internet. We didn't have, we had outdated encyclopedia Britannica's and, yep. you know, whatever happened to be in the library, but we didn't have the plethora of information at our fingertips that we have now. Exactly. And I lived in a, in a tiny little village of like four or 500 people. So we didn't even have a library where I lived, um, you know, and, and the most access I had to a computer was, you know, my mom's crappy old, you know, 386, I think in high school, if you know anything about computers, you know, you're going back a couple days. And, you know, we played solitaire on it. <laughs> so, and early versions of Tetris. In um, monochrome, right? Black and orange or yep. black and green. Now, those were your choices. <laughs> exactly. So 
you know, we didn't have access to the information that we have now. The unfortunate thing I'm finding, though, is, is how many people are um, choosing to use that information in, in ways that just don't benefit not only themselves, but society as a whole. And, uh, you know, it, and, and that's why, for me, this path was so important, because that all important pineal gland that opens your third eye and, and opens you up to the universe that's your discernment. That is your, uh, your way of knowing truth, right. And, and being able to discern truth from fiction and, and fiction from reality and all of those things. And so to be able to have this path and to be able to sit and go, you know, I have a connection to something that shows me what truth is and what my truth is. And that's a really big important step in being a healer is being able to discern your own truth. Um, so often we lie to ourselves and I know I was in denial for years. <laughs> I mean, when I, even when I met you a year ago, <laughs> I was still in denial. No, my life is good. You know, I was all about the toxic positivity, all about the spiritual bypass. Everything's wonderful. I'm great. I'm this great healer. I can do this. I can do that. And, and, you know, Lisa didn't I, like me very much at the beginning because I went back through all of that. Yeah. And it didn't take very long. It was like, oh, your ego needs a little check. Here you go. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> this is a rough year. It was a very, was a very rough year. Yeah. It was a very rough year. But, um, growth. The growth that we went through as healers and as human beings was worth the trip. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and so that's where, you know, if you see people who are sitting in that toxic positivity and that spiritual bypass, and, and you're going to know if you are someone who's genuinely trying to do the work on yourself, you're going to know who's doing it and who's not. And I was well aware I was doing it. I was just like, Nah, it's fine. I'm good. Every I'm healed. Everything's wonderful. And boy, did it ever show me this past year where I was avoiding myself, where I was standing in imposter syndrome. Oh, I'm, who am I to do this? Who am I to be on this path? Who am I to help other people in this manner? Who am I to speak my truth? Oh, that was a hard one, right? But here's the thing. Who am I? I am me. That is it. That is when it comes down to it and you just sit in the center of your heart and you really listen to what you're being told you are, I am me. And, and that gets you into that space of nothingness. Wow. Did you see that? <laughs> I did see that. I instantly looked at my internet connection because it's usually me that's having the problem, but no, this is you and your guides and your things that are happening. When I have a glitch in my camera like that, it is literally the guides interfering with the electronics on purpose to say, this is a very important point. I am, I am in my heart. God is in my heart because we are all a spark of the divine. And so to be able to grasp that concept helps you step into releasing the imposter syndrome, not being afraid to speak your truth. Um, cause I was really was, even though I had no problem telling people, oh, I'm a medium and a tarot reader and I'm a healer and I do all of these things deep down inside, I didn't actually believe it myself. And this was the year that I was really able to say, Hey, I believe in myself. I love myself for the first time in my life, you know, going on 44 years here that I was like, Oh yeah, I'm great. I'm wonderful. Whatever. Blah, blah, blah. No, no, no. I didn't believe it. Now I believe it. And what that does is that just opens up this floodgate of knowledge, of ability, of confidence. And it just it helps me run my life in ways that before I would have said, I'm not good enough to be able to do those things. And now I'm like, I can do whatever I want. I put my mind to it. I can do it. So I'm really actually looking forward to what this is going to bring in 2022, because after what I've been through this last year, I'm ready to just, okay, let's, let's, let's bring it universe. Let's see. 
um, you know, if all of these messages and things that I've been getting and receiving and, and feeling that are really going to happen and I'm excited about it. And, you know, I just gonna... want to jump in here really quickly yeah. and just say, I look at Lisa now from a year ago and I remember kind of what, and I wish I could talk to you about what it is that I see when I look at someone, because I can see things. I don't see auras, but I can read people's energy like nobody's business. <laughs> and, uh, excuse me, Lisa was really closed down. Like what you see today, for those of you that are watching on YouTube, you see a woman who's vibrant and you see her, she has color in her face and she looks really well put together. A year ago, that was not who was presenting to the world. And, you know, as she talks about, you know, what it's like to be a healer, what we do in a day, I will tell you, Lisa and I spent countless hours working together as healers for each other. Um, you know, when she talks about how she had no belief in herself, I was the first person that stood up and said, hey, you're amazing. And then, you know, over time, she started to absorb that because I just kept saying, like, I am in awe of what you can do. I am in awe of the things that, that you can create. And, you know, it when you just have one person who believes in you, and it usually is someone else who's on the same path with you because they see you differently from everybody else. All it takes is one person to support you as you're going through this growth phase. I mean, I look at myself from a year ago. I am totally not the same person I was a year ago. Lisa and I have worked very, very hard together doing past life regressions. Now, this all sounds like fun. It is not. Can I just no. tell you, the healing journey is not as much fun as it sounds like it is. It is a lot of freaking hard, 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 gut-wrenching work, making you dig really deep. But like Lisa, where I was a year ago and where I am today, I look at myself now and yep, I put a bunch of weight back on in the last few months. I can take that off. No big deal. Yeah, I still have things that I need to work on, habits I need to break, things that I need that I need, really do need to be implementing to be successful. But I love myself. I I am in love with this person that I've become, that I've evolved into because I've spent the time working with another healer and healing myself but like it's just like physicians right like it's healer heal thyself and that is such an important piece to all of this but let me tell you our days just don't look like past life regressions and doing podcasts and you know sending reiki to each other i don't know about you lisa but i have dogs i pick up dog poop yeah i clean cat litter i yep. do dishes I scrub toilets, I do laundry, like we do all the same things that all of you do. It's just that we also take the time to dig into ourselves a little bit every single day so that yeah. we can be a better human, a better spiritual coach, a better healer than we were the day before. Exactly. And, you know, I find, you know, having to do those chores on a daily basis before I even, you know, thought about lunch or anything this morning, I was like, okay, I got to clean up the dishes from dinner last night. I got to, what am I making for dinner? Oh, wait, my groceries arrived, you know, <laughs> like I have to put those in the fridge in the cupboard, um, you know, things like that. And yeah, I have a dog as well. Um, when I'm finished this, I'm going to take her for a walk because it is such a beautiful day here. I, you know, I'm, very blessed that the sun is shining and it's relatively warm for this time of year. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go out and get some sun and, and get my body moving because a huge, huge, huge part of being a healer requires this level of self-care that, um, I really, I thought I used to think that, Oh, I take care of myself because, you know, I sleep, I eat and I, I do some exercise. Oh no. Being a healer requires you to um, not only dig deep into the depths, but it also requires you to take care of your nervous system. And it also requires you to take care of your thyroid and adrenal systems, because that's where we process this energy in our bodies. Um, again, like we said at the beginning, you're not just spiritual, you're not just physical, you're not just mental, you're not just emotional. You have to take care of all four of them. And that's where that self-care really has to come in. So I'm talking, I'm doing things like, 
yes, physically exercising. Uh, I walk three, four, five, six times a week, depending on the weather. I do the block therapy that Wendy teaches, um, which by the way, if you haven't taken a class from her, take one. They're so much fun and you feel amazing afterwards. Uh, supplements, things that I never thought I used to be like, oh, whatever I eat good. I, I don't need supplements. Oh no, no. I've I had a, a hard time convincing her last year that she needed a few more supplements in her system. <laughs> no, I don't want to take pills. I don't want to, I don't know. No, I'm fine. I'm fine. Oh no, I was not fine. No, she was not fine. With the addition of vitamin D and magnesium alone, I'm like, I can sleep. I, I don't feel on edge all the time. I'm more relaxed. Um, you know, and then the breathing that goes with the block therapy, I don't just do the breathing when I'm doing the block therapy. I do the breathing when I'm meditating. I do the breathing when I'm standing there doing the dishes, paying attention to your breath. And again, you have a podcast you did recently with uh, someone else about the breath that really watch that. It's a fantastic, um, resource to learn about your breath. And that was, uh, two episodes ago, I believe it was with Rachel Aberly and it's called the power of the breath. I highly, highly recommend that you give that podcast a listen to because it will change how you think about breathing. Breathing is, it's not just something that happens because we need to breathe. It's something that we can intentionally use to help heal our body and feel better because we're not, most of us aren't breathing properly. And I could get into that, but I'm not going to do that. But most of us are not (laughs) breathing properly because we're not sitting properly. We're not standing properly. We're rolling forward because of fascia. So everything's getting crunched where our diaphragm is. So our diaphragm can't work properly. Anyway, as your diaphragm doesn't work properly, it creates anxiety and all kinds of other things in your life. So when you're breathing properly and you're putting enough oxygen into your body, it's amazing the difference in how you feel. You don't feel tired and draggy and because you're getting the oxygen that you need. Your brain needs oxygen to be able to function. Your cells need oxygen to be able to function. So definitely check out the power of the breath. Rachel did a wonderful job explaining what the breath is, how to utilize it, how to do different techniques with it, things I've never even heard of. And you're just going to find that breathing properly is really going to help up your spiritual game and just up your whole physical, mental, emotional game as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. <clears throat> but if you think about, you know, uh, what we see in the me- media and, and, and just on television in regular times, um, it's programming us to live in that fear. And what that does is it, you're breathing up here in your chest. That's not, that's going to create that anxiety. That's going to create that fear that we don't want to live with that. We want to breathe down in that diaphragm and, and, and really get grounded in our body. And that, and that's another thing that's really important, uh, as a healer, you need to be on top of your energetic maintenance and your grounding. So by energetic maintenance, I mean, taking care of your energy. There are energies out there, like just existing in this world, there are energies out there that would have you, you know, clog up your root chakra. So you feel fear and insecurity all the time. And so I know now when I have those feelings, what's in my root chakra or what do I need to address in my root chakra, you know, or if I'm having pain in those areas, uh, like my sciatica was horrible last year. Um, and I hadn't dealt with it for a long time. Uh, but part of it, yes, was physical that I needed to address, you know, the, the fascia, I needed to address the muscles that I wasn't using properly and that weren't supporting me properly. Um, but I also needed to address the emotional causes behind it and release the energy. This is what I, this is what I mean when we are all of these pillars. And then on top of that too, your mental state, how are you thinking about those emotions? Are you judging yourself? Are you, uh, you know, guilting yourself or shaming yourself? Because that's a really big thing in the journey is realizing that, you know, I don't need to guilt or shame myself in order to accomplish things. I don't need to judge myself for feeling something. This is not, um, it's not conducive to creating a good environment for yourself in the long run, because what the spiritual path does 
if you're really genuinely trying to do the work is to create a relationship with yourself that is healthy and positive. And that in turn, uh, you know, it's going to stir things up, you know, like, you know, you look at the nice pond and you can see the mud at the bottom, but then you step your foot in and then the clouds of, of dirt come up. That's exactly what happens when you start this path, because you have no choice but to look at the things that are not working and it's a never ending process. And sometimes you get tired and sometimes you get angry. And again, that goes back to the whole toxic positivity and spiritual bypass. You're spiritual. You can't get angry. That, that meme of that funny little kid. Right. And it's like, no, I, I can get angry and I do quite often get angry. And unfortunately, because my husband is the only one here with me at times, he does bear the brunt of that. Uh, but he's, he's grown a lot himself in the last year, just by watching me. And, uh, you know, we we're, our communication is much better and things are much better. Um, so we're not constantly at each other about these things. Um, and again, too, I had to make peace with all of the relationships in my life that are no longer here, like my mother and my father and all of the rest of my family, that because I don't go to church every Sunday, I'm not a good person because I left my first husband. I'm not a good person in their eyes, in their eyes, in my own eyes. I'm okay with who I am. I'm okay with the decisions that I made and I've made peace with them. And I've made peace with my own children on a lot of levels, not completely, but you know, there's still stuff there there. And, and, you know, that's something I'm still working on. Like I said, this is a, a process because of where we're headed as a society, as a collective consciousness, if you don't know what that is, it's basically the idea that every consciousness on the planet is connected. Um, in this life, we chose that if, if we're going to follow this path, we're going to clear out all of our traumas and karmas in this life, all of our traumas and karmas from our past lives, as well as the traumas and karmas that we carry in our DNA from both sides of our parents. So if you think about the things that your parents went through, and, you know, you're realizing that a lot of those patterns and behaviors were not healthy, that they were, you know, uncomfortable, or they made you feel bad about yourself. Those are things you need to look at. How do you manifest those in yourself? Uh, for myself, I know I've mentioned before, my mother was in the uh, residential school um, for a few years before she was adopted. And um, so all of that shame um, all of that guilt and all of that fear of, you know, not being taken care of, of not getting enough food, of not having the proper clothing, um, not having a, a decent place to sleep a lot of times, you know, just all of these things, you know, she really felt unworthy and she passed that along to us. And to be able to step out of that and understand that, you know, I have all the resources that I need at any given time. And to really be able to trust that and step in that feminine flow, because when we're not feeling worthy, we step into that toxic masculine, no matter who you are, whether you're a woman or a man, doesn't matter your gender. We all have feminine and masculine energy. And so when you don't feel worthy of receiving good things, you're in that toxic masculinity of, I have to do these things in order to get these things. And then you try to control your environment. You try to manipulate your environment. And that's not, again, not healthy for us because really we're meant to receive. We're meant to be open to receive. Yes, there are times we have to take action. Like, you know, if you want something, they, may, there may be steps you need to take to get to it. But at the same time, you have to learn to open that feminine side of yourself and feel the emotions and feel what comes along with that and allow. So my motto for the last few months has been accept, accept where I'm at, allow, allow the universe to provide, allow the situations to come up, detach. Attachments, attachments are hard because as humans, it's a natural that kind of way of being to want to be attached to things, right? So I have to detach, detach from any outcomes, detach from any, uh, you know, perceived notions of what I think things should look like and surrender. Okay, universe, 
I'm putting it in your hands, just like that. And it's not an easy thing to do. And I have to remind myself of it still. But if you're really truly wanting to better yourself, you will be vigilant in how you talk to yourself. You will be vigilant in how you receive uh, words from others. Um, And you will really pay attention to the energy of how you're feeling, of how the people around you are feeling. And, you know, whether you can feel or see energy or not, you still process and understand energy on some level. Every human does, because we are energy, literally. All the little molecules that look like they're solid, guess what? They're not. (laughs) They're all just like so close together that we can't tell. And, uh, you know, when you start understanding that this is what you're doing, it gives you a much better uh, understanding of, you know, the picture as a whole, rather than just, you know, picking apart the little details. When you can see the bigger picture, it actually helps the details to make more sense. Yes, I, I totally, I, I, I can't even add to that. That was really, really well said. So I'm going to just move us into another little piece here that we wanted to talk about. Um, one of the things that you talked about was energetic hygiene. And, you know, I thought I, and self-care, I thought I was taking really good care of myself. I mean, I was taking baths a few days a week. I was meditating every morning, you know, back doing EFT or tapping, you know, not consistently, but at least I was doing it, but I still was feeling really crappy. And I finally reached out to Lisa and said, okay, what next? And she says, well, what are you doing for energetic hygiene? And I said, well, I meditate, I take baths, I do block therapy here and there. I do some tapping. She goes, no, 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 no. You have to take care of your energy daily. So this is one of those things that everybody should be doing daily. But in particular, those of you that are working with energies, that you're working with your own energy, you're working with others' energies, it's really important that you take the time at least once a day to clean and clear your own energy. So Lisa, talk to me about, and I already knew how to do all this stuff. It was just, I had never really implemented it into a routine. So back in September, I started meditating in or at the end of September. I, uh, I did a, a, a psychedelic journey uh, with, I smoked um, bufo, which is the, the poison of a, of a toad. So it's, uh, I smoked the toad, for those of you that know what that is. <laughs> and as soon as I did that, the first thing that happened for me was that I wanted to meditate more. My brain was rewiring like nobody's business. And I wanted to meditate. So I started first thing in the morning, I woke up, I would meditate and I would meditate again before I went to sleep. Um, But, you know, it just didn't end up being enough energetic care. So Lisa said to me, you need to cut the cords. So I'll at least explain what that is in a second. She said, you need to call your power back. She says, you need to send other people's crap back to them at the end of the day. That's, you know, my technical terms. But basically, any beliefs, anything that someone has said to you or thought about you, even if you don't know about it, people put their ideas on you, even if they're not saying it to you. And you need to send that stuff back to them because it belongs to them to deal with. So she said, you need to cut the cords, you need to call your energy back, you need to send out everybody's crap back to them, run some Reiki. So that is my evening. So in the mornings now I'm getting up, I'm doing an energy, an energy practice by Donna Eden, which is really starting to make me feel a whole lot better, even though she's like the happiest person ever. And so are her daughters. It's so they're so happy. It's almost irritating. But whatever it is that this energy medicine is that she does, it really does make you feel better. You can find her challenges on YouTube. That's where I've been doing them. Um, I'm also practicing EFT in the morning. So emotional freedom technique. So I'm getting my energy up and going in the morning. I wake up, I meditate, then I get up, then I do the energy work because healers need to do energy work for themselves. So this is clearing my energy. This is moving things around in my body. This is getting me aligned for my day, right? So doing EFT, calling things in, clearing my energy, 
then I get on with my day. And then at night, when I go to bed, I cut the cord. I, I actually have a little routine that I go through. As soon as I get into bed, I take a few breaths. Then I imagine that I'm cutting all the cords and I'm calling all my, my power and my energy back that people have thought that they could take. Because when you have these cords, and like I said, we so explain in a minute, but as we have these connective cords in between each other, we have an energy exchange going on. And some people will take advantage of that and they'll siphon energy from you and they'll siphon things from you. So you're calling all of that back. You're sending back all the stuff that came to you through those cords. And then you're running some healing energy for yourself to clear and balance yourself out before you go to sleep. It has been pretty much life-changing. I'm finding every day, the more that I practice this, the more my energy feels better, the more centered I feel in my own body. I'm not feeling that heavy, like, God, I just can't shake off the day feeling anymore. I'm not having, I'm not getting triggered by stuff. It, it's really, really interesting when you start to take better care of your energy. And then in between, you know, during the day, I'm doing things like block therapy. And as I was teaching class on Sunday, one of the things that came to me in class that I thought was really interesting is that block therapy is like shadow work for the body, you know, where meditation and healing modalities are shadow work for your soul. Block therapy is like shadow work for your body because it's creating space, which is what we do in healing. It's releasing toxins and emotions and all kinds of stuff that's trapped in your fascia, which is also what we do as healers when we get into your energetic space and we help you move emotions out, energy in motion, right? So block therapy helps your body release all the stuff that maybe your brain cannot cognitively process or maybe doesn't even require itself to. Block therapy helps to balance out your chakras depending on where you're working that day, it helps to clean and clear and cleanse the chakras. On Sunday, we did a, a hips and a back class and we worked on the sacral chakra and we worked on the root chakra. Lisa had some huge emotional releases, which, you know, don't be intimidated by that. They are actually the bomb because you don't have to think about them. You don't have to know what it is that you're releasing. Sometimes you get beautiful feelings. Sometimes you get ugly feelings, but it's literally a minute or two. You ball your face off or however it comes out and then you're done. Yep. It's you don't have to go through the whole shadow work process of looking at your feelings and examining where they came from. It's literally a minute or two and it's out of your system. So I've been practicing block therapy more because I've been teaching classes. So it's been good for my body. I've been having more baths and I'm just basically taking better care of myself. And the, here's the other thing that Lisa and I have discovered, the better care that we take of ourselves, the more clients we have coming in. Yeah. We don't have to hustle. We don't have to, you know, put out a million posts saying, Hey, I'm over here. Hey, I got this going. Hey, people are literally coming to us out of nowhere and saying, Hey, I know you do this. Can I work with you? Yeah, I was just taking a bath, but sure, let's do that, right? It's really interesting how when you get very in alignment with your own energy as a healer and you spend that time during your day that you should, you know, most of us are like, I should be working on my business or going and doing my job or doing this or doing that should, 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 you know, we're parents, we should be doing things with our kids. Well, include your kids in the process and then you don't have to should all over yourself. Right. Exactly. Um, but the more that Lisa and I have been focusing on our inner world, the more people are attracted to us without us having to put a whole lot of hustle out there. It has been so fascinating. I have been in hustle mode for a long time and just hitting my head up against the wall. And the mm -hmm. more I step into being a healer and the more I step into my energy, the more I step into my spiritual world, the more people are just now naturally being attracted to me. And that was something I learned from Lisa from watching her this year, because she stepped into this before I did, because I was doing high level coaching and there was a lot of hustle included in that high level coaching. But then I burnt out really bad in September. And like Lisa was saying, we process energy through our adrenals. I get adrenal fatigue very, very easily. So I have to be super conscious of what I'm doing and how I'm taking care of my energy. But once Lisa suggested to me, you know, start doing this. So I started doing this 
And Lisa's been super busy, like all through November and December, we hardly talked because all of a sudden she had this huge influx of clients simply because she had started really taking proper care of herself, supplements, nutrition, exercise, doing the things that made her happy, like singing and playing the piano, doing all the things that aligned her with herself. So aligning her own energy brought in aligned clients for her. And I was like, well, that's really cool. And then I burnt out really hard when my cat, when we had to put my cat down in September, most of you who follow me already know about this. So when we put our, my cat down, that was when I was like, okay, universe, I need healers. And the universe sent me Bufo and the universe sent me Lisa and started to help me put myself back together. And I was done with my coaching and I just said, I need some time. And I took two months and I just did what I wanted, mostly these podcasts, which was great for me because it still had me connecting with people and still doing things, but I'm doing something that I'm passionate about, doing something that I'm enjoying so much. I was so excited to get back on here today after a two-week hiatus over Christmas, right? Um, but as I am taking better care of myself from a self-care perspective, from a healing perspective, people are starting to reach out to me and say, hey, you still read tarot? Yes, I do. I want to book a reading. Hey, I want to follow the ketogenic diet, but I want to do it a little differently. Would you do some coaching with me? Yes, I will. You know, people are starting to reach out and say, hey, you do this. Can you help me? Yes, I can. And money is starting to finally flow in my direction without me having to do anything other than take care of myself. Now, that's not saying I'm not putting posts out there. That's not saying I'm not talking to people about what I'm doing but I'm not shoving it down their throat from the hustle viewpoint anymore. I am literally, this is what I'm doing, folks. I'm over here and I'm carrying on with my day. Yep. So it's been fascinating watching this shift happen in my life, simply from stepping more strongly into the healer that I am and less into the hustle masculine mode, the more feminine I'm getting the better it is in my life. Now, that's not saying that you men need to get more feminine. We don't want you to be more feminine. We want <laughs> you to stay in your masculine because men tend to have a better balance between the feminine and the masculine. But we are asking you is to pay more attention to your energetic self, to pay more attention to how much doing you're doing as opposed to allowing yourself to be. The more I allow myself to be, especially as a woman, the more I allow myself to be, the more magical my life is becoming. And it's, it's just been unreal. It really has been unreal just watching how all of this has shifted. And it goes through a period, just so you know, guys, where you kind of start stopping the hustle and then everything just seems to stop and go dead. Yes. And then it feels like it literally feels like the wheels are starting to grind in this new direction and it's really really slow and then all of a sudden you feel it start to do this and it gets easier so mm -hmm. allow yourself the grace and the space when you're making any changes especially this year because this is going to be a year of huge changes 2022 is um, allow yourself the space and the grace and the time to allow those changes to happen for you as opposed to trying to push your way through them. Exactly. Exactly. So, Lisa, let's talk about cord cutting and energetic hygiene and all of that stuff. Cause I went off on a bit of a tangent there, but I yeah. want to bring it back to that because it as healers, it's really, really important that we do take care of our energetic hygiene. So I want you to kind of walk us through what the cords are, why we need to cut them, how to cut them, you know, how to call your power back, all those things, because I think that we've got enough people that are going to hear this, that are going to want to know how to incorporate that into their own lives. Absolutely. Um, so energetic cords, we have them, every interaction we have with another human being creates a cord. And some of those cords are positive and happy and wonderful. But over time, when we have relationships with people, resentments, angers, fears, all of those things can come up between us and they can damage those cords. They can um, start creating a toxic cycle along that cord because they, they literally go between your aura and the aura of the other person. And 
this is something I hear all the time that really, really upsets me about some misinformation out there in the mainstream world. Don't cut ties. It means that person's going to leave your life. No, absolutely not. Cutting those ties is like pressing an energetic reset button. You know, remember on the VCR when you could just hit the reset button? Well, that's what this does. And it helps you clear the air. Yeah, sometimes you're going to stir stuff up, especially with really old ties. Uh, for example, when I left my first husband and I started cutting our ties, it was more like this gross, gluey, sticky mass on our energy fields as opposed to cords. Um, and it literally took me nine years to completely clear that relationship out of my energy field. Um, the worst of which finally came out, I think, about nine months ago. So I want to say like March or April of last year, the worst of it. Um, and when I finally did release that energy and finally went, you know, everything he ever said to me never makes any difference anymore. This gross. And, and you have to remember when I describe these things, these are just metaphors, right? These are not actual physical things that are in your energy. These are metaphors for the unwanted energy. Um, so it was like this gross mess. It almost looked like a dead placenta. It was horrible. Um, but once it was gone, like I felt free. Once that last tie was gone, I felt free of that relationship in a way I'd never felt before. And so what this accomplishes, and even, you know, in my current marriage, I cut the ties quite regularly only because if I don't, I find the resentments build up. Well, you didn't do the dishes the other day even though I wanted you to, well, that those little things build up, believe it or not, over time. So when you cut those cords, what it does is it just keeps the energy flow free so that you can have positive, happy interactions with people. Um, another example is if there is someone that you don't want in your life anymore, but you don't really know how to let them go, cut the cords because they will naturally fall away when you stop interacting with them, um, when you stop, um, uh, you know, talking to them, all of those kinds of things. And, you know, it's as simple as sitting in meditation, asking to visualize or feel the chords, depending on your level of psychic ability, because um, not everybody's clairvoyant, not everybody's clairsentient, you know, and that's a whole nother, we could do a whole we could, I was going to actually jump in and say, when Lisa said, you know, it looked like a, a gross placenta. I am not that clairvoyant and it's not from a lack of practice. It's not from a lack of trying. It's not from a lack of begging the universe. I am not that clairvoyant. So I, I am far more clairsentient, far more claircognizant. So I feel everything. So yep. I can visualize that I have these cords but really I feel them being cut yeah. off where Lisa sees everything. I don't see everything. And this has been a bone of contention. Lisa could tell you all about how many times I've said, I feel like I'm in spiritual kindergarten here, but at the end of the day, we all have the gifts that we have, but you don't have to see it. You don't no. even have to feel it. Just no. intend it. Yeah. And it if is. You don't have all of that intended. stuff. If you don't have feeling it, you're not seeing it. You're like, do I really have this? Just put the intention out there that you're going to do it because intention works. Yes. And there is one exception to the cords that cannot be cut. And that is if you are a twin flame, not if you have, but if you are, and I say this, this is a whole new mindset for me on twin flames because twin flames are literally two halves of the same whole soul. And you cannot cut that cord. I know this from experience because someone accidentally cut the cord between my twin flame and myself. And I woke up in the middle of the night in the most excruciating pain through my heart because the connection between twin flames is at your thymus gland. And I, I had to repair that cord and it took me over a week to get things back to heal it. So that is a cord that you don't repair, you heal and you send love along because it's, it just, it cannot be cut. And you will know if you are a twin flame, you, you, it, it, no one else can tell you yes or no, you will know, um, you know, and, and the, the hardest part is the person who is my twin flame. I've never even met yet. So, <laughs> 
that's going to be a whole nother podcast we're going to have to talk about but that is the one exception to cutting cords any other cords in your life can be cut archangel michael is a great resource to call on and you know i know you're going to sit there and go well i don't want to ask him because he might be busy <laughs> angels are energetic beings they can be everywhere and anywhere all at once just like we can we just don't always consciously know that that's what we can do um so when you're calling him and just asking him to help you release cords in your life that don't serve you anymore he's not going to be bothered he's he's going to say okay yes i will help you because you are asking me for help with a specific task when you call on your angels or call on the, or especially calling on the archangels, because they are so powerful, um, you do want to call them for a specific task, not just to say, hey, because <laughs> as good of a sense of humor as Archangel Michael has, he's not going to be like, hey, I just want to say, hey, that's just not, <laughs> that's just not his jam. <laughs> but cutting these cords gives you this energetic reset. However you see, feel, hear, you know, there might be, be taste or smell involved or just a knowing that clear cognizance, pay attention because you may not see it and don't, don't beat yourself up for that because it takes practice and it takes, you know, uh, a certain types of, of, of practice as well to be able to develop this ability and not everyone can develop clairvoyance. Not everyone can develop clairsentience. Not everyone can develop claircognizance or clairaudience you're going to have the abilities that your body decided it wanted to bring with it as simple as that so you know just know that if you want to repair these relationships yes you're going to stir the pot but you're going to be able to approach it with a much more loving much more compassionate way if you cut the cords before you step into it and I, this, sorry i was just going to say i know that you know we have a mutual friend who uh, she decided she was going to cut the cords one day and send everything back to her partner. He physically got ill from all of the crap that she sent back to him. For myself, when I started cutting the cords, um, and because I do them in bed, my husband seems to be a lot more sensitive to my energy these days because he seems to be ascending along with me. Um, when I started doing this in bed, he like moved to the other side of the bed. Things got a little bit testy between us for a few days. And now, oh my God, I haven't had to do anything. It's like, I'm the queen of the house and my husband is the best house husband ever. He's got a sense of humor. He's just like a different man. And so I taught him how to do this too. And he realized that his brother is an energy vampire. Like their cord was so big. I could see it in my head. Now for someone that's not clairvoyant, it's interesting that I say I can see things. I can, but not the way clairvoyants see things. So anyway, that's another story. But it was <laughs> it was huge because it had been there for so long and his brother was constantly siphoning energy from him to build up his own self-confidence and to put my husband in his place because he's the older brother, right? My, my husband's the youngest in the family. Yeah. And when he cut that cord, like it was really interesting. It's been very interesting actually watching how my husband has been coming along as well. Um, but just know that when you cut the cords between people who, especially if they've been there for a long time, like my husband was, that you're going to notice changes in your physical world. You're going to notice changes in the physical relationship that you have with them. And it's been really interesting. The more I take care of myself, the more my husband is falling all over me with loving me. Like it's, it's really, it's just been fascinating. I had no idea that, you know, even though I've been on the spiritual path for over 20 years, I had no idea that this cord cutting and calling my power back could be so powerful and sending people stuff back to them. I know my husband was sending all kinds of stuff to me because as soon as I sent it back, he rolled over to the other side of the bed. The next day it was at each other. So it's going to change the energetic interchange between yourself and other people. Well, and it's, it, it is, I, and this is where you and I differ on our paths is you started your path more on the physical level. And I started mine on the spiritual and we both kind of, you know, kind of gone the opposite direction, but now we're both kind of getting all four of those pillars in line now. Um, and so for myself with this, when I started cutting the cords with my husband, uh, my current husband and um, sending back his stories, I was owning his energy. I was owning 
his inadequacies in himself, like that he saw in himself. I was owning his fears. And so when I, I literally visualized that story as an energy, and I, I would literally take it and see it in my hands. So again, you may not visualize it, but you might just know it. Okay, that, that story, uh, you know, take the words and put them in your hands and say, here, I send this back to you with love and compassion, with the hopes that you can work on it for yourself. And that really let me stand in my own energy in a way that I had no idea um, that I was even doing this because I'm such a sensitive empath. I suck people's things in without trying. Um, so I had to really learn how to give it back to them. I send this back to you with love and compassion. And the same thing, we had a little bit of time where it was like, eh. but suddenly my husband has started to step into his own energetic practices and his own way of taking care of his own energetic maintenance. And it's actually opened up my own spiritual understandings. Um, I've picked up some new practices from him as well. Um, I'm starting to do some of those practices as well. Um, <clears throat> I, I don't, uh, you know, and, and the ones that I'm getting into, these are not for people who um, are just starting out. These are for people who've been on the path for a while. Um, I would be happy to talk to someone about it privately if you've been on the path for a while, but this is not, these are not practices I'm going to tell people to just go out and do uh, if it's your first day stepping into energetic practices. Um, to start, if you're someone who's never, ever done any of this, the first thing you want to do, the first thing you want to do is meditate. And you're like, what? I don't want to meditate. That's boring. Meditation is not what people think it is. It's not. It is giving yourself space to explore who you are. Yes, you need to breathe. Yes, you need to find quiet time. But the first few times you meditate, you're not going to be able to shut that brain off. You might even fall asleep because that was what happened to me for the first, I don't know, year or so every time I went to meditate I ended up dozing off yep and that that's just your ego going we can't change I don't want to change changing that's scary that's okay it is it is okay and don't judge yourself if these things happen just allow them because it's not about clearing your mind because we do live in a society where, you know, we're inundated with media and uh, uh, stimulation constantly. I have actually had to set boundaries with my husband about this because he is someone who is, he craves stimulation, but he's an Aquarius moon and people with Aquarius placements are very much about processing as much information as they can in this lifetime. I can't, I can't do that. I have no air placements, none. No air placements and no uh, fire placements. I'm all water and a little bit of earth. So it's really, really hard for me when he has all the lights on and the TV going and he's got sounds going on his computer and, you know, uh, he's talking on top of it. And I'm just like, there's too much going on right now. I need to go to another room. I literally will sometimes get up and just go to the bathroom and then I'll come back and be like, something needs to go in here, <laughs> whether it's the lights, the sounds something needs to go. But we've learned to compromise and we have lights now that are on a timer and at certain times they dim and certain times they shut off completely. And he knows that's when I'm going to go to bed and I'm going to say, have a nice night because I'm done with the stimulation because I can only handle so much in a day. Now I have found, this is absolutely fascinating to me, the more I take care of my nervous system and the more I do these wonderful energetic practices, the less I am bothered by the stimulation. So again, this is yes. why. Yes, yes, yes. My husband, I have told him countless times and now he finally has absorbed it. But my <laughs> husband is like Lisa's husband. He is a noisy, noisy creature. Like it's constant overwhelm. But over the last few weeks, as I've started really taking care of my energetic system, all of that noise all of a sudden isn't bothering me to the same level. I'm not getting overwhelmed the way that I was. So taking care of your nervous system is really, really important. 
really important. And breathing properly puts you into the parasympathetic nervous system, which is why meditation is so important, which is why things like block therapy are important because it activates your vagus nerve. Most of us have low vagal tone, activates your nerve, your vagus nerve, puts you into the parasympathetic nervous system, which settles your nervous system down and allows you to process more stimuli. And there are also, uh, you know, if people want to get more into what the vagus nerve is and what it does and all of that, you can um, do a YouTube search. There are great uh, people out there who talk about the polyvagal theory um, and also uh, people who share exercises on how to reset your vagus nerve. Um, you can do that. It, it takes multiple tries because we live in a society where, um, you know, with that constant stimulation, that nerve is constantly on edge. And it, it is responsible, the vagus nerve is responsible for all of the nervous systems in our body. And so when it's out of whack, the rest of us is out of whack. Um, that was a really big thing for me, um, being able to um, learn how to, to do some little things with that. Um, again, just quick YouTube search, polyvagal theory or vagus nerve reset, wonderful exercises there um, and lots of great videos there. Um, for me, that was, I actually had a really strange experience one day when I was actually doing it, um, but it was an unintentional experience where, um, so one of the parts of the practices that my husband is doing involves working with the elements, fire, air, water, and, and earth. And um, I was sitting there and all of a sudden I could feel each one of the elements in my energy field one at a time. And then um, I had an archangel come and visit me and give me a message just out of, it was completely spontaneous out of the blue. And I was like, oh, this is really cool. And that's when I went, maybe there is actually something to these higher level um, practices that he's stepping into. Uh, now, keep in mind, my husband, this isn't his first time stepping onto this kind of path. In this lifetime, he, he has studied spiritual concepts off and on since his mid twenties. And you know, as much as we don't want to admit it, we're both closer to 50 than we are 40. Um, <laughs> and, um, you know, and, and of course, you're going to bring with you past lives, that knowledge. And so you'll know, if you're an old soul, you will know, you just know these things, you know, you know, but you don't know how you know. <laughs> that's yep. clear cognizance, by the way. Yeah, you know what um, you know, but you don't know how you know it. Yeah, that's my life. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, um, you know, when I really realized there was something to these energetic practices, it, it pushed me, it was like, it was like, it was kind of like, getting a challenge from him. Oh, yeah, like, I can do better. <laughs> so I did, I made myself do better and be better. And every day, that's what it is. It's like, what, what can I do today? Um, as a matter of fact, when I'm finished with this podcast, I'm going to go for a walk with my dog, and I'm going to come back and I haven't sat at my piano or sang uh, since we did our our uh, party last week, I had a karaoke party with a couple of my really good friends, we just got up and did and I was uh, absolutely blown away by the progress that I've made. Because for me, singing was something I've done my entire life, right? And I ignored it for a long time. And I forgot how much I just loved it. And like, like Wendy said, the more we stepped into these things that we just loved, how much better things just came to us without trying. And so I'm like, yeah, I'm going to sit and I'm going to sing some today. Uh, because what that's done is that's really helped heal my throat chakra. It's helped me speak my truth in a way like pff, even a month ago, would you have seen me talking like this? Probably not. I would have held it all back in. No, it's time to just be who we are and share our light. with. And if you are a light worker, a healer right now, step into your power. How do I do that? You call it back. You say, I call back to me all of the power that I have given away. And you just watch all those little pinpricks of light coming back to you and joining you. I call back to me all of my energy that I've given away or that has been stolen or inadvertently taken, you know, because we do that. We give it away without thinking about it. People take it without thinking about it. And then there's other people who deliberately take it. We're not going to allow that in 2022. We're going to call back all that energy to ourselves. But when you're doing that, make sure you're asking for that energy to be cleansed and healed. Because if your energy has been with someone else, 
it's not going to be your it's not going to be uh how to explain this that energy is going to be full of their gunk and you don't want that you want that energy to come back to you cleansed and healed for your highest good because if it is not all you're doing is calling back their shit to you quite literally okay. so that is a really good place to stop this podcast <laughs> i think that we have shared a time today not just about what it, it's like to be a healer but how to take care of your own energetic system it's so deeply important that not only are you taking care of your mental your emotional and your physical but that you are taking care of that spiritual pillar of that energy that is so precious to you your life force energy is so precious it's it I, if you got nothing else out of this understand today that your energy is yours and you need it for this lifetime and sharing it with everyone else is great but make sure that you're pulling 100 percent of it back and giving back to everybody what belongs to them lisa thank you for being here today if you would like to work with lisa links will be below in the comments please do all the good social media things as you're going along if you like something share follow, comment, subscribe. We'd love to have your comments. We'd love to hear from you. And, you know, I am so happy to be back. Welcome to 2022. This is the Passion Project Podcast. I am Wendy 2.0, where everything you receive is real, raw, and authentic. I will talk to you next week.